Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. He's an SEC champion. He's a member of the Mizzou Tigers. We've got <laughs> Danny Kovac today. Danny, how's it going, man? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> just had your midseason invite it's obviously been a wonky season for everyone um but tell me about coming into that invite how you were feeling and and how you felt about the results yeah you know um going in an invite we weren't really sure what was going to happen because we had our like covid testing like right before the meet and obviously there's always uncertainty there um but we were, we were really excited nonetheless, and uh, we ended up resting a little bit more than what we would normally do for our invite, um, just like a few more days because because of the uncertainty of the season, you know, like this, that could have been like our only like resting meet, you know? So um, we were all really, really excited though. You know, it's been a long time since we've got a race and it's been a long time since we've had like a prelims finals where you, you shave and suit up. Um, put on like new suits. So super excited. Uh, overall, I think the meet was a success. Uh, there were definitely some ups and downs and uh, it left me really hungry. Left me really, really hungry for the rest of the season and to get back into training. And um, I thought the team did great. You know, we, we got what we needed to get done in the relays. You know, we had, we had a few ups and downs there, but we ended up getting our A cut and B cuts, you know, got that done. And uh, we had some, we had some people really, really pop off, which is super exciting. Um, I know I, uh, my weights partner, Ben Patton, he had a stellar hundred breaststroke, which was so cool. Um, this season, it's, it's so fun to watch him just like get stronger and better, you know, cause I'm, I'm there with him every day in the weight room and he has just taken tremendous jumps. Um, in that aspect and in the pool, you know, and we had some freshmen step up, you know, we have freshman Daniel Wilson, um, really, really had a great meet. I mean, I don't want to, I could sit here and talk about every single person on the team. Um, but it was super fun. It was a good atmosphere. It was a little interesting cause we, cause normally like an invite meet, you know, you have quite a few teams there and, um, it was like, Arkansas and Kentucky and Arkansas only as a women's team. So it was kind of like a championship dual meet kind of thing, but I think we, it took us a little bit to get into it, but once we got into it, we developed a good energy and uh, it was good. It was fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, <clears throat> I remember um, I was coaching in Missouri when Ben Patton was in high school and in, in Kansas. And I remember, uh, he was this, like this string bean kid, right? He was super <laughs> skinny. He was like this big around. And I think he was more of a backstroker in high school. I know he, he had a really good IM. And so mm. I remember he had a good season last season. I was like, Oh, that's cool. You know, it's good to see him develop. And then, yeah, he goes 51 in the hundred breasts and it's like, Whoa. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's, that's really cool to see. Um, you mentioned you mentioned ups and downs in the invite. 
Mm-hmm. Let's let's delve into that a little bit. I mean, you know, again, from the outside looking in, it's easy to just kind of skim the times and be like, all right, it seems like Mizzou's, you know, it seems like they did well. Um, what were what were the ups and the downs for you throughout that weekend? Uh, definitely the first final session, uh, like Thursday night, that was kind of a down for me. Um, I had really, really high hopes going into, into the meet for like the two I am super excited to swim the two I am. I've had like my best kind of training block at Mizzou, um, prior to the invite. So I was really looking forward to that and just didn't happen that night. And, um, and then I had, uh, I was on the relay and my splits were a little off, you know, and then I was on the medley relay at the end and didn't, didn't quite feel like I was there for my team in like the way that I could have been. And so it would have been really easy to just like pout about it and like go home and get really upset about it. But I talked with the coaches and they were like, just go swim it out. And like, you're on to the next one, you know, like every event once you're done you're on to the next one you just you're preparing for your next event and so uh i just cooled down and then was like okay i got tomorrow and like it's important to remember that a meet isn't just one swim it's a marathon you know you got you got a bunch of swims so i just told myself like let's just bring it tomorrow be there for the team you know um i also think the energy for the whole team was a little bit low that first day, it was kind of, kind of weird. Like people were trying to figure it out. Cause you know, COVID, um, you like warming up, we can't have like, like more than one person on the wall, you know? So you got to like figure out your warm up and you got to figure out how to cool down. And then everyone has their masks on and you got to be like more conscientious of social distancing. Um, so that, I think, I think that kind of took people a little bit of time to figure out, even though we had two dual meets prior, but uh, I think the next day we brought, we brought the energy, you know, we had some like good music going in the locker room. I mean, we couldn't spend that much time in the locker room, but we still had some, some good music going and we had a little bit more energy. People were a little bit more on their feet, you know, and I, I even, I, I reflected that night. I have a notebook. Um, I journal a lot and, um, I like wrote in my journal that I need to like bring a little more energy. Cause when you invest your energy into your teammates, like you also get some of that back, you know? So I just told myself, like, try to be there for the team, you know, cheer a little bit more. I, I could have been on my feet a little more, like, um, on the side of the pool. So I just tried to do that. And then that wound up helping helping out a lot. And it brought the team atmosphere up. And, uh, yeah, so. Nice. And, and it's, yeah, again, from the outside looking in, it seems like there were some solid results. And like you said, left mm-hmm. you hungry for more moving forward, which is, which is always exciting moving into the rest of the season, even <laughs> hopefully we have a rest of the season, but, yeah. uh, well, yeah. So, <clears throat> so that's, what's, what's happening right now. It's what happened, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, take, take me through the, your last, you know, six, seven months of just, we, we saw the lockdown hit mid-March. Obviously we had NCAAs canceled, um, you know, what did for you personally, what did that look like from basically March until you got back to campus? Um, so I went home back to Colorado for, I think like a month and a half. And, um, you know, it, it was definitely, it was definitely weird because I, I mean, probably no one in this sport has had a break that long in like their entire career. 
you know? So um, it was interesting, but I really love like doing things outside of the pool. And so it was just a great opportunity for me to touch, like tap into some of those things that I really enjoy. You know, like I went home, I went hiking a lot, got a 14er in, which was awesome. And um, yeah, especially right right before the forest fires because. Oh yeah. um, Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad I got it in there before, before those, but you know, I went hiking. I, I went for a super long like bike ride, did my first century ride through the mountains. So that was super, super fun. Just like found ways Dang. to stay in shape and work out outside of the pool. And um, I think that's good because it challenges you in other ways, you know, and you, um, you, you learn about yourself that maybe you didn't know just from swimming. And uh, it was definitely hard though. I'm, I'm a very like, uh, I need a routine as a person. I need like a routine in my day, you know, and it needs to be consistent. And that lack of consistency was probably my biggest struggle. You know, I didn't have like, uh, people pushing me to like get up early in the morning and go to morning practice, you know? So that was, that was also a very big struggle and just like trying to get on a schedule that was consistent. Um, so that, that was pretty hard. I don't think I really got on a consistent schedule throughout uh, my time at home, you know? Um, but we, uh, there's like a little like local gym, like swim labs thing um, that one of our family friends runs and um, they let us in there and we got some good workouts in and we were even able to swim in the endless pool. So that was good. So I wasn't out of the water for too long, but um, yeah. A century ride for our listeners mm-hmm. who aren't familiar. It's a hundred mile mm-hmm. bike ride, uh, mm-hmm. which to me just seems like insanity, but people do it. Um, and you did it through the mountains. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was 131 miles with 9,000 feet of elevation. So oh my God. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. It was, it was fun. It was definitely a challenge. <laughs> so that's not even a century. That's, that's one and one third centuries. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to hit on that. Cause that's, it's a long time on the bike, but again, like you said, more importantly than physically almost is the mental aspect of that, of just mm-hmm. learning about yourself. And like, you know, that takes all day I'm assuming. And, um, had you, had you been a pretty big cyclist before that? Did you have to work up to that or did you just hop on one day and it's like, all right, let's, let's go for it. Well, uh, in eighth grade I did triathlons, um, okay. but those were just sprint. And so the longest ride I had done prior was like 50 miles. And, um, I would, I used to, my dad was a huge cyclist. Uh, he actually raced and, um, so I kind of, I would like ride with him sometimes, you know, in middle school or whatever. And then in high school, swimming kind of like took most of my time up. Mm-hmm. And so I like, I had a lot of spare time and I, uh, I was looking at like routes and I wanted, I wanted to do like 112 miles. Cause that's like a piece of an Ironman. You know, um, I did like, I did a marathon my freshman year of college 
uh, just one random day. And so I was like, I'm, I want to like crank out the bike ride part. Just one so, random day. <laughs> you ran 26 yeah. miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was after, after NCAA's freshman year. <laughs> so did you have, did, had you like ramped up to that at all running wise? No, or just... <laughs> no, the most, most I had ran prior was five miles. Um, <laughs> so I just bought a Gatorade at the gas station and just hit the trail, hit the MKT trail and just ran 13.1 out and ran 13.1 back. So. (laughs) Okay. That's, that might be the most badass thing I've heard on our podcast. (laughs) The time, the time was not, the time was not very good. Um, but it was definitely an experience. Got some fun stories from that. So wait, hold Okay. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm all in on this marathon. What, you you had some fun stories from it what please please indulge me. yeah please so, share them. um it's probably not very smart and i probably shouldn't be saying this but um i i was like holding a gatorade bottle i actually have it over there um it's like on my little shelf above my bed um and so i was running and i assume like the mkt trail you know like it's public trail lots of people use it, it like spans mm-hmm. across the whole state um it's gorgeous absolutely beautiful and i ran it in early april and i figured um well i started so that morning we like volunteered at the special olympics which was awesome and uh and then i was like you know what i think i think today i'm gonna just go go run a marathon like just go jog it out you know my plan my plan was to like map it on Strava and then like send my mom a screenshot and say that I just jogged went for an afternoon jog um but I just bought a Gatorade and just hit the trail and I I thought like you know there would be parks with like along the way that I could just like fill up my water with you know and I had like some granola bars in my pocket and so I hit mile five and there was a water fountain, but I still had like half a bottle of water left. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'll just like run to the next station. There, <laughs> there, wasn't, <laughs> there, wasn't a, there wasn't another watering station until that same one on the way back. So um, <laughs> I had to like, I basically ran, let's um, 17 miles without, without like really any water. Um, so that was, that was pretty wild and, um, saw lots of like turtles and met a lot of people along the way. Uh, it was, it was pretty fun, but that was probably the biggest thing is there wasn't like any water fountains and I should have been smarter. I should have mapped it out. Instead, I just went for it. And, uh, so that was, it was fun though. It was, it was really hard, really hard. But, uh, <laughs> what did so i mean i've ran one marathon also mm-hmm. i had to train for six months prior to it to even be able to be like okay i think i can do this but um you know there's there's a lot of thoughts that go through your head because mm-hmm. you know it takes hours right mm-hmm. um i mean do you remember was there a certain time i remember for me um you know my goal was to go 10 minute miles. So I, you know, I wanted to go at 420, you know, four hours and 20 minutes. And I remember at, mm-hmm. at hour 40, I start like, I started crying. Cause I was like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to finish this. Like I was on pace and I'm going to do it. And you know, that like realization of like, Oh, Whoa, 
like it's gonna happen this is it's it's you know it's it was really emotional did was there a moment for you that that really hit you um for one reason or another during that prime mile 18 okay that was that was like the tipping point that's where like really like i really had to dig deep um because prior i was just i was running you know and just like enjoying like being out in nature you know on the nature trail and it was gorgeous everything was green you know the streams were running and i just loved it and then like mile 18 like like reality hit and i was like and i my body just like shut down and i was like well i'm at mile 18 i have 8.2 miles left like there's no way i'm stopping now and um by that point i had no water like absolutely none my water bottle was dry um and so that was that was probably the hardest mile 18 to the start of mile 19 was the most difficult part of that run but i just told myself like you just got to take it one step one step at a time you know one stride at a time and uh i think that's what got me through it and that kind of like developed a new perspective for me in like um i have to take things just like one day at a time you know and like when things get really hard, um, I kind of just like go into this mindset of just like one at a time, like just focus on the next task at hand in front of you. And, um, cause if you don't like, you're going to get overwhelmed, you know, you're at mile 18, your body's shutting down, you know, you've, you've never ran a marathon before you know, you're kind of for just going out there. And if you think about it, like, Oh my gosh, I have eight miles left, eight miles. Like you're going to get overwhelmed, you know? And you're probably not gonna probably not gonna finish or accomplish your goals. And so, I just kind of switched it to literally one one stride at a time, and um, you just keep going left, right, left, right, and it gets you it gets you there. So um, that kind of that kind of like opened a new door in a sense for that for that one day at a time perspective for me, and um, also kind of more like. Um, also open the door to like the theme of like living in the now, you know, like being where your feet are and how important it is to be in the present, you know? So, uh, that's something I've really like struggled with for a long time. And, uh, that was kind of like an eye opening experience that like, wow, I need to need to really work on this. And, uh, it's somewhere I can improve my life. So yeah. Mile 18. Mild, mild that was it um i mean and, and if anyone you know I, it's a great that's a great thing that i think running teaches you that may in a, in a different way than swimming right you know it's it's all about okay one stroke at a time but yeah i i think that's a great point you know when you're running for a long time it's so easy to get overwhelmed especially coming from swimming you're you know swimming it's like okay i have a minute left running it's like i have six miles left or eight miles you know and it's um like you said one one left right left right once right at a time was there <clears throat> was there a time or a, a specific a specific instance a um a period like you said that that the, not being able to stay in the present moment really getting caught up in in what's to come had affected you Uh, I mean, definitely. It's kind of, it's kind of something I deal with every day, you know, like, um, I'll like try to look at what other people are doing, 
and then I worry about it. Like, Oh, am I doing this right? Like, is this okay? And, um, I just got to like remind myself, like you do you and I'll do me, you know, like I'm not so-and-so I'm Danny and I need to just like work on the things I can control, you know? And that's really hard for me is trying to, um, like take control over things that I can't. And so, um, really it's just a day-to-day, day-to-day thing. I just have to remind myself, like, just live in the now, like focus on the things you can control, Danny, like take it one thing at a time. Um, and I've definitely noticed it with swimming, you know, like leading into big meets or something. I'll, um, or like even, even during invite actually is a good example. Like people posting up just like really, really good times, like super happy for them, you know? And, and like, that's really easy to get into your head, you know, like, oh my gosh, like Shane Casas just like threw down in the 200 IM and went 139, you know, like super, super happy for him. Like, that's awesome. Um, but it's really easy to get stuck up in that and then like compare it to yourself, you know? And like, um, I think that was a pretty, that was, that was, um, that's something I've had to work on. And obviously it's a lot easier said than done to, um, like, just say, Oh yeah. Like, I'm just going to worry about myself. Like that's like everyone who's like, who thinks that is not telling the full truth, you know, like doubt definitely seeps in there, but it's just something to work on every day. You know, I'm not perfect. And, um, but it's a good, good reminder to, uh, just live in the now, you know? So absolutely. That's, you know, it's, uh, it brings me in mind of, um, of meditation or just, you know, a sitting practice, which, um, like I, I, I do, I try to do each morning, you know, just sit for 10 minutes and, and breathe. Right. And, uh, yeah. that's, that's that practicing, pre- telling, telling your mind, Hey, it's okay to be right here right now. It's really hard. If you've ever, <laughs> if anyone listening, you ever tried to sit and just breathe with your eyes closed for 10 minutes, I, some mornings I can't do it. I can, I literally can't, my mind can't sit still. And it's, um, it's a really humbling process experience and also process just going through that. Like you said, day to day and trying to stay where you're at, which brings us back. We got total. I got total. I got totally off track. The century, our century ride. Oh we, yeah. We, we talked yeah. through our marathon. I do. I want to get back to this century ride. So the furthest you'd ever ridden was 50 miles and, um, you were, you were mapping routes and you wanted to do this. So take me there. Uh, yeah. So it was kind of like the day before, actually a couple days before, um, I was just like, Oh, like Wednesday seems like it's going to be, have like nice weather. I guess I'll just do it on Wednesday. I think this was like Monday night. And, um, I don't really have a very nice road bike um, because I don't really ride that much anymore. And I guess I never really have that much. Um, So I just like texted my dad. Uh, He lives like across town. And um, I was like, hey, can I borrow your bike? And he was like, yeah, of course. Like come over and map out the route. Like that's awesome. (laughs) And um, so I just went over and I, my stepdad also rides. He's kind of more into mountain biking and my dad's kind of more of like a roadie. Um, but yeah, I just like, I found a route on Strava and there's actually a, a ride called the triple bypass in Colorado. 
And so it's, it's like 130 miles and it's over three mountain passes. And um, I always talk to my stepdad about it and uh, I, I really wanted to do it. So I found a triple bypass training loop um, that was about like the equivalent in uh, like elevation gain and about the same distance. So I was like, I'm just gonna do that. Like that's fairly close to the triple bypass and you know, like triple bypass, you have to sign up. I don't even know if it was happening this year because of COVID and oh, okay. I, I probably wouldn't have even been in Colorado. Um, so I was like, I'm just gonna do that one. And so I just like threw it in Strava and uh, just went for it. I, I woke up early in the morning and I was on my dad's bike and um, just hit the road and had fun with it. And I don't really listen to music when I like go for long rides or runs. So um, it was just kind of like my breath in the open air. And, and it was awesome um, just like being high up in the mountains um, like with the cool, crisp air, like it's, it was just incredible. And I rode by my favorite mountain. I actually rode by Long's Peak um, through Estes Park. And later, uh, later during that quarantine or whatever, when we were home, I actually hiked Long's. So it was kind of fun because like on top of the mountain, I could like see where I rode, like some of my route. So um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I saw a couple moose, uh, met some really cool people along the way. And yeah. It was exciting. Definitely an adventure. Is, is Long's Peak the favorite mountain you were referencing? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, nice. Okay. So first of all, just, uh, how long did that take that ride take you end up taking you total? It took me, it took me quite a while. It was, it was like 11 hours and something minutes, uh, total, total time and then a little under 10 hours of saddle time saddle time meaning like riding time so yeah. okay um so yeah that's you know pretty much an all-day excursion um yeah oh yeah definitely <laughs> took all day and and again uh you know same question it was there a point what was the and not even like oh what was the breaking point or what was just were there were there points throughout that ride of, of significance or where you kind of maybe had a, an emotional epiphany or just you, you were really able to take it in for a minute definitely um i very vividly remember coming over like the top of my main climb and i was just dying you know like could not like barely barely moving at all and um i was like this is it like i can i cannot go further like i'm gonna get off my bike and just like walk up the hill you know and like i was i was like breaking down probably way way like way worse than my marathon actually like i was like that didn't even compare and i was wow. just so so broken and i was just like trying to think like oh, like one pedal at a time you know and uh even that was just so hard and um i like got to the top of the climb and just like got off my bike and just like stood there and was a little shaky and just like totally broken and i don't know it was it was like such like an intense like surreal moment you know and i was just standing there like in the mountains you know like my favorite place in the world and just um just there alone, like struggling. And it was just like, it was, it was just a great time just to be like with myself and just like reflect, you know, and, 
and um it was good it was it was a really good ride i i like i would say i'm an extrovert but i need a lot of introverted time and so it was great to just like be out there especially with like everything that had happened that year you know with covid and like ncaa's getting like shut down you know and then going home and it just being such a weird weird time inconsistent not on a schedule you know i mean it was hard like it was it was hard life was pretty was pretty challenging so it was just like that point where like everything just came together you know and i was just like there and uh it was it was pretty incredible it was it was a pretty surreal experience so yeah and then and then i was also just really excited because i got to go downhill after that (laughs) (laughs) gotta love the downhill (laughs) um Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you were talking about consistent schedule and I, you know, I was just thinking back, I remember when during that, you know, those first few months where it's like, you'd wake, I'd wake up on a Monday and be like, all right, this is the week where I'm going to get my schedule down. And, you know, by Thursday, it's like, nope, I'm getting up at 10. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, yeah. not, not having that routine, not having that consistency, whether it's through swimming, school, work, you know, social socializing like that, even that puts you in a routine or, you know, that sets your schedule and it's, um, it really messes with you mentally and emotionally, especially if you're used to having that really regimented time each day. And so, yeah, I mean, that it's, that sounds like a cool ride and it sounds, you know, like a really, uh, like a really good mental reset for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got to ask, you know, after, after the mayor, I, I wanted to ask this earlier. So after the marathon, how did your teammates react when you told them that you had decided to run a marathon that day? They, I mean, I told a couple of them before, um, okay. just so they like knew, <laughs> knew where I was. And, uh, I told my buddy Dane and my buddy Kyle and, um, they were like, yeah, okay. Like have fun. <laughs> have <laughs> like fun. we'll see. <laughs> and um, and then when I got back, my uh, my twin sister CJ, she also swims for Mizzou, and um, she was pissed because I didn't <laughs> tell her. <laughs> I didn't tell her prior. She was like, she like came up to me and like gave me a hug, and she was like, "What the heck? Like, you just ran a marathon, and you didn't even tell me." And um, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but, and then everyone was just like, why? Like, why? Did you, <laughs> you know, people were just like, seriously. <laughs> Our, uh, I walked into weights because we had like a, a little bit of time off, you know, after NCAAs and um, walked into weights for our first weight session. Um, and our athletic trainer was livid. He was not <laughs> because you know i mean like you run that far and you'd never have done it you know like it kind of kind of messes up your legs a little bit you know and so he was he was not pleased with me um but i don't know i mean it was fun it was something to cross off the bucket list so yeah yeah and it was we're there and same same question about the century ride you know obviously you weren't around your teammates but i'm guessing you know mm-hmm. they found out one way or the other yeah i mean they i don't think they were as surprised 
Um, I think it's <laughs> a cool man. And then uh, I, I don't know. I I kind of did it just like for myself, you know. Like I didn't need other people to like reassure me or anything. Like it was just something I wanted to do. And uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like. I only shared it with like a few people, and then obviously people found out. But kind of just like kept it to myself and my family, and yeah. And I obviously a you've got the fact that you already did a marathon <laughs> casually, so I'm sure your teammates are like, oh yeah, it's just Danny doing Danny things. And <laughs> but also, you know, I talked to I talked to Kieran Smith earlier in the yeah and uh, into COVID, and you know he had he had talked about doing long runs with his dad, and you talk to everyone in there, it's like, well, I'm an I'm an elite athlete, and I can't swim, so I have to push it in other extreme realms and so yeah yeah um i'm definitely so, one of those people where oh sorry go ahead you you know you're good go ahead oh sorry i was just gonna say i'm definitely one of those people where like i have to be doing something active otherwise i'll lose my mind so yeah. and yeah. so that i i know you had talked about um having a good swim and non-swim balance and you had said you had really enjoyed the time out of the pool, you know, getting to, getting to explore other avenues. Um, how good for you do you think it was to have that time out of the water mentally? Um, I think it was good. It gave me a lot more time to reflect that I never really expected I would have, you know, um, it was definitely hard. It was, it was a great reset, you know, cause sometimes it's something's hard you know, and it can be, it can be draining. And so, um, it was a really good reset to just get back. I, I was like, so excited to come back and just swim. All I wanted to do was just like get broken down and just swim and swim and swim. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. And yeah, it gave me a lot of time and I was at home with my family, which I love and my dogs, you know, they're getting old. So, um, time's limited there. And so I got to spend a lot of time with them. And uh, it was good. It was good. I mean, and it all and it always just comes down to perspective, you know, like you can sit down and like, think like, Oh, my gosh, like, we're not swimming right now. Like, it's so uncertain, like, what's going to happen. And you can just like sit, sit down and like, mope about it. Or you can think about it as like an opportunity to grow in other aspects of your life you know, that maybe you haven't had a lot of time to do so when you're, you know, when you're a student athlete and you're practicing all the time, then you have homework and then you're like trying to like maybe have a social life too, you know? So, um, it was, it was really good to just have to sit back and be able to think about those things. And, um, just came down to, to how like your perspective about it, you know, I took it as it is what it is. Like I can't go back like NCAA's you know, it, we didn't have it and that's that, but it's time to move forward. And, um, I actually, I got to listen to a few audio books, um, which I love and, um, learned a lot, learned a lot of through those and yeah. So it was, it was good. It was a good time. And now you are back to swimming, you know, you've, you've, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing you've gotten your butt kicked in the pool. Um, Mm -hmm. are you, are you still finding that balance outside of the pool of, of, 
you know, you're still swimming you're, and you get to do it a lot now, but you're still doing activities outside of the pool or, or what's the emphasis for you when you're not swimming? Oh, I'm for sure doing activities outside of the pool. Um, one of the boys on our team, Dane, he's from Columbia, you know, you, I'm sure I coached you know Dane. Dane. Dane's great. <laughs> yeah. So he has, he has a 200 acre farm and, um, so him and I go out and we spent all like COVID when I was in Missouri and like the summer, just farming, we were just making food plots and it was best and like clearing out the woods. Uh, cause we both are, we, uh, we both bow hunt whitetail. So, um, I'm just spending a lot of time recently, um, pretty much all my free time just sitting in a tree by myself with with my bow and um so i spent i spent a lot of time hunting and uh just out there out there in the woods you know in nature um it's like my favorite place to be you know and like and that's another great time to just sit there and just like reflect and just think you know because you're sitting in a tree for like hours just you can't really move you know, because you might spook something. So <laughs> you're just sitting still, um, just observing the woods. And so spent a lot of time hunting. Um, spent a lot of time just like hanging out uh, with my housemates. And we just like do like random shenanigans all the time. And it's, it's super fun. We keep it light, you know. Um, so definitely, definitely still have a very, um, like I have a very high priority on keeping a balance outside of the pool, even when I'm just super busy with school and swimming. So, yeah. Did that take you time to develop? Um, I mean, was there a point when, when swimming was the forefront and that was, you know, that was what you were focused on and you didn't really have periphery things in your life or, I mean, have you always had this, this balance or, you know, did you have to work at it? Um, I think my family's pretty unique. I don't know. Maybe we're not unique. Um, in the sense (laughs) that swimming has, (laughs) yeah. In the sense that swimming has never like, like dominated our lives, you know, um, like we, we love it and we take it seriously and it's like definitely an integral part of our life. Um, but it's not really like the only thing, you know, like, we'll come home like in high school or middle school. Um, we would come home and our parents would ask us how practice was, you know, and we'd be like, ah, practice was so hard. Like, and they'd be like, well, did you do well? And it's like, yeah, I did my best, you know? And then, and then like we move forward, you know, like, like we don't like sit around the dinner table and talk about like times that we went like in practice, you know? And, um, and so I think that kind of just like, set me up going into college like living on my own like I'm still that I'm still try my best to be the same way you know like I need swimming to like be something at the pool you know and then I like I like to come home and I like to talk about my day or talk about something else you know like and my roommates know that like we don't we don't like spend a lot of time talking about like how we did in practice you know or whatever like um I watched actually one of these swim swim podcasts with Caleb Dressel and he, uh, he talks about his practice logs and how he's, and he's like kind of like my idol. And I, I just admire how 
he he keeps that balance too from what i understand where like you know like he he goes to practice and then he he logs it um you know and then he like gets it out he gets it out on the on the paper and then he's like he closes it and that's like closing swimming for the day you know like he did his practice he logged it you know he reflected on it and now it's like time to like do something else and so i really really admire that and i strive strive towards like having that really really good balance um but yeah i mean like my mom doesn't really have the slightest clue of like times they're swimming you know and like, <laughs> like we could have like a really bad swim and she'll be like oh my god you look so good like that was great <laughs> and <laughs> it's like uh yeah i don't know about that thanks mom you know and like my dad is just like saw y'all meet mobile you look like you did good you know, my stepdad will just like send a text. And <laughs> so um, I think, I think we're, we're pretty good about that in our family and just like having a balance and just, and keeping it fun, you know, like swimming, swimming is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be like something you enjoy, you know, and like I've met like some of my best friends through the sport, you know, and um, the memories I have are not all like just about swimming with those people you know, like a lot of them are outside of the pool, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Obviously it's still something you have to work on every day. You know, I mean, swimming, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of playing down swimming. Like it's not a big deal. Like it's still a huge deal in my life. I just, I, I try to work on that balance. So yeah. <laughs> that first of all, best kind of swim parent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the they don't know your times but they'll say good job regardless and then yeah. and then they talk about something else and uh yeah. you know if any swim parents are listening take take a tip from the kovacs uh but but uh to to one of your other points certainly personally one of the the biggest thing i have learned from just getting to interview getting to talk to athletes like caleb dressel Simone Manuel, Katie Ledecky, it's like they mentally, they are so good at towing that line of, all right, this is swimming. This is non-swimming. And like, that's that, <laughs> you know, it's like we're separating them and, uh, they, they have that, that sense of groundedness to be able to say, to be able to separate them. And it's, I mean, it's fascinating to watch how how mentally on it they are and like especially like you said dressel he is so he's very vocal about the fact that he works on that so much and i mm -hmm. think that's really one of the things that <laughs> sets someone like him apart but i digress um the one of the last things i'd like to talk about is your family because your sister swim in indiana your twin sister now you know swims with you at mizzou um just tell me a little bit about growing up in a, in a, in such a swim family. I'm sure you said, you know, you guys didn't talk about swimming a lot, but I have to imagine you guys were fairly competitive. Oh in, yeah. In general. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm probably, I don't know. I don't want to like toot my own horn, but I'm probably the most like intense and like competitive <laughs> when it comes, <laughs> when it comes to our family, you know, like we'll, we'll play board games. Um, Oh, let me start. Uh, so we're, we're like kind of a combined family. Um, uh, I have my, my two sisters, Bailey, who swims at IU, like you said, and CJ, who swims here at Mizzou. And then I have two stepsisters. 
Mm-hmm. And um, one of them, Hadley, swims at a super small school in the mountains um, called Western um, in Gunnison, Colorado. And then my other stepsister, Jaden swims, uh, at Sioux Falls. So, uh, five, five swimmers. Um, Dang. so <laughs> you can imagine the food we had, we had a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I'm, I'm definitely kind of the most competitive. Uh, we'll play like board games or something. And, um, I'm kind of a sore loser when it comes <laughs> when it comes to board games, you know, I'll get like really mad and like really like start yelling and stuff. And, um, but definitely super, super competitive, you know, everything's kind of a competition. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, that's, that's super fun, but again, like it, it didn't seem like we were all like swimmers growing up, you know, like Hadley is really good at art and she loves skiing and, um, is way more passionate about like being in the mountains than I am, you know, and like, and, uh, Jaden, like really got into like makeup for a little while there, you know, so that was like her thing, you know, and, um, CJ and I are, are super similar, you know, just always going out and doing random stuff, you know, and then Bailey, um, just being Bailey. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but growing up, growing up, was incredible incredible experience we have so many good memories of just like messing around in the house and like having like random dance parties like in the kitchen you know and stuff like that so yeah i don't know if that's where i was supposed to go with that question but (laughs) that was that was perfect uh i mean it sounds like a super competitive family that that kept like like you have emphasized a good balance of of swimming and non-swimming fun um, which, which sounds really cool. So I want to keep you too much longer to, to, to bring this full circle, you know, just yeah. coming off of invite coming off of Thanksgiving. Um, what are you looking forward to in these next couple weeks, couple months, you know, heading into what we hope is this NCAA postseason? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm right now I'm just really looking forward to training, you know, um, getting back, getting back into the pool, getting back into the weight room, you know, um, we have such a great atmosphere, I think at the pool and in the weight room on our team, you know, and, um, the coaches really invest a lot of time in each individual athlete, you know, and like coming up with like the best plan for them and like talking to them, you know, on a day-to-day basis and like figuring out like, oh, maybe we can like, maybe we should start doing this. Maybe we'll like throw you into sprint group, you know, like once a week. Or like, oh, maybe we need, like after invite, maybe we need to like up it a little bit in the aerobic capacity and like throw you in like a distance practice once a week, you know? And that's totally like on an individual basis. So um, I actually just talked to Andrew like yesterday and we were talking about kind of like the plan for the rest of the season. Um, And right now it's just like full training ahead, you know? And I'm like super, super excited for that. I, I love the weight room and just getting in there and like getting to lift heavy. Cause you know, taper, like you don't lift like super, super heavy, you know? And I love just like getting broken down and like seeing how much you can throw on the bar, you know? Um, that's one of the fun things this year. Um, ben and I have started to like push, push the weight a lot more, which I'm really excited to get back into that. So yeah. 
Nice. Uh, Danny, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me a little bit. Uh, any parting thoughts before we sign off? Uh, not really, no. Um, just have fun. And uh, I just really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and uh, being on this podcast. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I've said okay things. I'm um, not, not too certain. We kind of, it wasn't, wasn't really that much about swimming. So uh, I apologize for that. Uh, but I've really enjoyed, really enjoyed this conversation. So. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.